0: Disney Roulette is a movie review podcast in which we discuss, in detail, the movies available on Disney's streaming service. In internet speak, that means, spoiler alert, you've been warned. Also, while Disney films are safe for the whole family to enjoy together, this show is not. Listener discretion is advised. All that said, let's do this shit. to Disney Plus Roulette, a magical movie review podcast. I'm your host, Kate.
1: And I am Bob, Bob, Bob. Only one Bob, but just, you know, excited to record today.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we are uh, walking on sunshine, whoa, because the presidential election was just called.
1: Never gonna be president now. Never gonna
0: be president now. Okay, great. So... (laughs) Uh, We are riding high on good vibes and champagne in today's drink. So let's do this.
1: You know what? You know what I did? I left my drink over there. Um, I'm going to snag it.
0: Yeah, you're going to need that, sir.
1: I am. Yes, I am. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You haven't noticed that the more I drink, the more my southern accent comes out. (laughs) Southern accent?
1: So what you're saying is right now I look about as nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs?
0: Is that a legit Southern phrase, or did you just make that up?
1: It's something that I picked up. It's in the first episode of the X-Men cartoon, and it's something that Rogue says.
0: Ah, that's pretty choice and sounds very believable as a Southern phrase. Uh Uh-huh. So I feel like we would be remiss to not mention that Mandalorian is back. Mando! We've only watched the first episode, but it's got my boy Timothy Oliphant in it, and I'm already in this to win it. I can't wait to watch episode two. It just dropped yesterday, but we had to catch up on some Supernatural because we haven't watched any of the last season and it's about to go bye-bye. So we unfortunately had to prioritize Supernatural, but we'll definitely be watching episode two in the next couple of days.
1: Yep. I would talk more, but I don't want to spoil
0: Yeah, exactly. And this movie has a lot going on and it's going to be really hard to review to the point where people can understand what's happening in it without going into detail about what's happening in it. So I'm really gonna try to not, I know we said this for Halloween Town, but we thought Halloween Town was dense. Like, damn, this movie <laughs> has about 50,000 plot lines. So
1: I have to say as much as it was a teen drama and it was this and that it was one of the most realistic as far as this person might actually do this in real life kind of way.
0: I do not disagree. But before we get into the movie prom, let's jump into some news quick. Okay. So first I have that Disney Pixar Soul is going to come to Disney Plus instead of getting a theater release. The great news is that there will not be an additional fee to stream it like there was for Mulan. It will debut on Christmas Day. And I was wondering if this was an indicator that the Mulan format didn't work out. But the release of Mulan on Disney Plus did increase the number of subscribers. Almost 100,000 people paid the $30 to watch it. But I'm wondering if there was just a lot of complaining and backlash, so they've decided not to go forward with it.
1: I think that goes with everything that we said about the Mulan format. They kind of shot themselves in the foot by saying that they were going to release it later. And then on top of that, it was Mulan. It wasn't going to be a Marvel movie billion dollar blockbuster. So I understand that you want to recoup your money as much as you can. But uh, maybe Mulan wasn't the best test choice. I don't I don't know.
0: I felt and I know you felt that it wasn't really worth the $30.
1: No, especially when it's it's only an early release kind of thing.
0: Right. And the people I spoke to that saw it kind of seemed to be on the same level. So maybe Disney shot themselves in the foot. If you're going to do a $30 release, make that Black Widow. Right. Not a remake of a Disney animated movie that kind of takes away a lot of greatness and power of the original animated movie. Yeah, I'm happy that Soul will be free. Hot take. I'm not super into Pixar movies. They're really kind of hit and miss for me. So I feel kind of lukewarm about Soul anyway, but I'm much more likely to watch it if it's free.
1: (laughs) Yep. I am super excited for your next note.
0: Yeah, Disney has confirmed that there will be a Willow sequel series on Disney Plus. What? What?
1: Willow?
0: Warwick Davis is returning and the pilot is going to be directed by John M. Chu, who directed Crazy Rich Asians. Mm. I honestly don't remember much about Willow. I haven't seen it since I was a little, little kid, but I loved it when I was a kid. So I'm really excited about this. I'm excited to rewatch the original and kind of get back in that world. I'm super stoked about this.
1: Yeah. I actually used to have nightmares about the part where they turned all of the invading warriors into pigs and Val Kilmer growing the tusks. Like That transformation of being human to not, that's apparently one of my nightmare things.
0: I don't remember that scene.
1: Oh, it's like the big finale. It's so good.
0: But I can commiserate because the Pinocchio donkey Pleasure Island transformation scene to this day disturbs me down to my soul. I cannot watch that scene. We're going to have I some good
1: it. dreams when we watch Willow again.
0: Yeah. I can sit through a Saw movie like it's nothing, but the entire Pleasure Island sequence in Pinocchio like really disturbs me to my core. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's all I've got for basic Disney Plus news this week. You got anything for us in the Marvel Minute, Bob?
1: whipping into our Marvel Minute, we don't actually have much. We still do not have an official release date for WandaVision. It's already November. They've released the Disney Plus November Coming Attractions trailer, and WandaVision was not in it. So there was a lot of speculation whether the first weekend after Mandalorian was finished up, which would be Thanksgiving weekend, whether we were going to get it or not. Disney has confirmed we are getting it this year, so either they didn't include it in the trailer... Or we're getting it in December. One way or the other, we'll see.
0: December wouldn't surprise me. That's a big release month.
1: Yeah, it's it's this. People are gnawing at the bit for any kind of Marvel content at this point. So people are just, they want the content. They want it now.
0: Oh, me too. I feel you.
1: And we are also supposed to get a Falcon Winter Soldier trailer. Sooner than later, people are speculating that it will probably happen with WandaVision or sometime during Thanksgiving.
0: That makes sense. I, ooh, I feel so conflicted. You know me. I hate a spoiler. I hate a spoiler. And I hate trailers that include spoilers. I really like to go into something pretty green and not knowing anything about it. Yeah. So I feel very conflicted about whether or not I'm going to watch that trailer.
1: Did you watch the WandaVision trailer?
0: Yes. I did.
1: I think they did a pretty good job of not overdoing anything. I think we got some mystery feeling to it that I'm intrigued by, but nothing that's, oh my God, I know what's going to happen there. Like that's not already kind of common knowledge.
0: See, I I don't remember specifics because I kind of purposely was like, all right, let's not try to remember anything about this. Because as I was watching it, I thought they're showing me more than I want them to. But like, I don't want to know anything. So that's just me as a person. I
1: thought that this one did well. So I think that this is the best you're going to get as far as not giving away anything. Right.
0: All right, let's get into this movie. Since I'm already almost done with my drink, let's talk about it.
1: <laughs> so what we're going to do is re- re- break it down.
0: Right. So the movie we're watching is Prom. It is a 2011 release. It was a theatrical release. It was not a Disney Channel original movie. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Our drink is actually brought to you Care of Bob. Because as we were wandering the ABC store, I said what kind of flavors do we want for prom? And without hesitation, he said, do you want something on the nose? And I said, sure. And he said, cherry. And then I got really mad because that was pretty fucking funny. (laughs) So uh, today's drink is called Prom Night. It has a shot of cherry flavored vodka, a shot of cranberry cherry juice, and the rest of the glass filled with Prosecco.
1: And then it's got a real nice, messy sugar rim on it.
0: Yeah, the sugar rim really saves it. Because we took our first sip and Bob said, that tastes pretty much like cough syrup. Which I blame the cough syrup companies for always making their shit cherry flavored. <laughs> yep. But once we added the sugar rim, it was quite delightful. And I'm feeling pretty great after drinking mine. So, that's prom night.
1: I'm still in the middle of mine, so, uh, taking my time.
0: Alright, so... Let's get into trivia for this movie. I have none. (laughs) There was literally no trivia listed for this movie on IMDb other than these two actors were both in Breaking Bad together. These two actors were both in the originals together. There is no trivia about the actual making of this movie.
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on. I know of one Breaking Bad actor in this. There were two?
0: Yes, the uh, principal. What's his name? Jir Burns? Is that his name?
1: Oh, I I forgot that he did show up for a half second in Breaking Bad.
0: Yep. Okay, okay. So I have no trivia for you other than the fact that it was made in 2011. The end.
1: So it, we're off to an exciting breakdown at this point.
0: Yeah. So let's just jump into it, I guess. <laughs> I,
1: as I was saying before, and as much as this lead up is comedically, you know, not that great. But I didn't hate this movie.
0: I didn't either! I'm so glad it wasn't just me! <laughs> I
1: was buckling myself in, I had my sarcasm all ready to go, and I was like, oh, this is better than some Lifetime movies.
0: Yeah, it's not bad! No,
1: it was, it was not horrible. And honestly, a lot of the cast of this have gone on to other bigger, brighter things. And honestly, I think it shows their talent pretty well. The main guy was in the 100. We were talking that...
0: One of the nerdy kids went on to be the Joker on... On Gotham. On Gotham, yeah. Yep. And he was fantastic in that. Yeah. Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. I'm gonna try to breeze through the plot things, but still make it kind of easy to follow... There's like 10 subplots happening in this movie. And I wanted to be angry at it at first. Because I was like, this is too much. This should be a series, not a movie. I still don't disagree that it's not too much. (laughs) Like, it is kind of a lot. I think it
1: could be a series. Yeah. But I'm actually kind of glad it was a movie. I think it needed a one-shot. It could have devolved into a Degrassi.
0: From what I saw on IMDb, it looks like the two nerdy kids... Corey and Lucas got their own show. I don't think it lasted long, but I think there was a spinoff show after this movie. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Well, they're not seniors, so that makes sense.
0: Yeah. So the first kind of pleasant surprise, it's got the traditional like Disney castle opening. Yes. And then the castle turns into a postcard and it transitions right into the opening sequence, which is a bunch of postcards and photos. But they integrated some guitar in there. It was just a really flawless transition into the opening credits.
1: Like somebody drew the castle. Like it was well done.
0: Yeah. It was a lot more effort than they really needed to put into that. So I was like, okay, they're trying. So that's great. First we meet Nova. She's the main female of the movie.
1: I like the name, but who the name's their kid Nova? (laughs)
0: <laughs> we're gonna get so many angry emails from people who have named their children nova. no no
1: i mean that's awesome i'd love the content and tell me you know hey i'm wrong that's awesome but it's the same mistake that chevy made in the 70s in mexico it would mean no go like you don't name a car nova that you're gonna sell in mexico so
0: well, i agree that's a terrible name for a car but i yeah. think for a person it's actually kind of badass it's a fun name
1: but i don't know of i've never heard Nova, but again, go ahead. I'm not trying to be the downer.
0: I actually like this movie. Yeah. So Nova wants this kid, Brandon, to ask her to prom. He comes up to her and you're thinking, oh, it's going to happen. But he just compliments her on her prom posters. She's the head of the prom committee. And then he volunteers to hang them up for her and he goes away. (laughs) So then we meet a brother and a stepsister. The brother is Lloyd. I don't think I caught the stepsister's name.
1: I don't know if they ever said it.
0: So then we meet two other kids, Lucas and Corey. They're the nerds we were talking about. And of the entire cast of this film, they're the only two that actually look like teenagers. (laughs) Everyone else looks at least 20 years old.
1: (laughs) They look like teenagers and they act like Disney original characters too. They're a little bit over the top. They're very much a caricature of what an executive thinks a teenager is like.
0: A nerdy teenager. Yeah. But I found them delightful and they were one of my favorite things about the movie. So I don't even care. (laughs) Okay. And then we meet, uh, his name is Jesse, but we're just going to call him Judd this podcast because he was Judd Nelson in Breakfast Club.
1: Yeah, he might as well just go on to voice Rodimus Prime in the Transformers movie because Judd Nelson through and through, gloves and everything.
0: Oh, yeah. There's a lot of love for Breakfast Club in this movie. I will say, though, this Judd has a lot less sexual assault. He does not sexually assault anyone no, in this movie no, like no. the original does. So, great progress. Progress. The next scene, we see Judd hitting on a teacher and now he's channeling Charlie Sheen and Ferris Bueller. He seems like maybe he might be a little stoned. He's like sitting on the bench. He's got his arm across the bench and he's just acting like I don't give a fuck while he's talking to Nova.
1: I have to say when he was hitting on the teacher, I actually really loved it. He's like, I turned 18. We can act on our love and she's just whatever. I don't want to put up with you. Whatever. (laughs) I loved it.
0: Jed goes in to see the principal, and the principal's basically like, you're nothing, you're going nowhere. So we know his backstory. Everybody hates him. He comes from a crappy family. Everybody thinks he's trash. So then we meet who I will refer to as Martha Jones. I don't remember what her actual name was in the movie, but she looked like an American Martha Jones from Doctor Who.
1: Yep, and that actor goes on to be in Date Night with Jason Bateman.
0: Yeah, which is a surprisingly solid, awesome movie. I did not think that was surprising, but okay. I mean, I just don't tend to expect much from kind of slapsticky, over-the-top comedy. It's just not my jam, Mm. but I thoroughly enjoy that movie.
1: Have you seen Bad Boss, or Really Bad Bosses, or whatever the name of that movie is?
0: I saw the first one. I felt lukewarm about it. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, moving on. So Martha Jones finds a fuzzy keychain that obviously belongs to a girl in her boyfriend Tyler's car. And Tyler says, my favorite line that men say, which is, don't be crazy. And then every woman watching this movie just instantly feels fire on her insides.
1: You might as well have just said, don't be hysterical.
0: Right. And he says he drove the soccer team or something like somebody on the soccer team left it. And she's like, okay, sure.
1: I will tell you straight up, the vibe he gives off is douchebag. Straight up jock douchebag. He actually reminds me of Cam Newton of NFL fame. But just that cockiness that I'm better than everybody else. And look, my head's above the clouds and I don't need to look down on you.
0: Yeah. I will say this movie is enjoyable, but there aren't a lot of surprises. No. You meet a person, you're like, okay, I know how you're gonna end up yep. and that sort of thing. So we meet a dude who's obviously supposed to be the stoner character, but this is Disney, so we don't say that he's a stoner. He's just really spacey.
1: No, but he's constantly eating.
0: That's right. And he says he has a girlfriend named Athena, and one of the other girls
1: Uh, she lives in Canada, duh. Uh
0: no, she lives in Greece, Bob.
1: No, no, she's Greek. But lives in Canada because she's Greek Canadian.
0: Oh, he did say Canada?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: God, it's actually my girlfriend who lives in Canada?
1: Yeah. Oh, it's, I it's, that. <laughs> it's 100% the trope.
0: That's awesome. So, yeah, he's got a Greek girlfriend named Athena who lives in Canada, and one of the girls is like, okay, cool, whatever, buddy. So then we meet May. We find out that she has accepted a position at a school in New York, but she has not yet told her long-term boyfriend, who's apparently been her boyfriend since they were kids.
1: Now, let me put this out there. Not that it's a big deal to me, but I found it interesting that they kind of, this is a young Asian girl, and so she is... A lot of these people are stereotypes in this thing. That's the one thing I was trying to get across. That's all.
0: Really? You didn't think so? Not really. She never came across as like the overachiever, blah, blah, blah. She applied to the school thinking she wouldn't get in and then she was waitlisted and then she got in. It wasn't like I was the top of my class and I made it into this super duper awesome school. That's
1: true. That's Nova. That's true. You're right.
0: I will say it had a very diverse cast, which I thought was awesome.
1: Yeah, I did like that. I come across sounding like I'm trying to point out racism, but it was just the way that everybody kind of segregated that I was like, meh. But on the other side of it, me looking, going, I really wish we would see diverse couples, and then we, uh, we get there, A uh, long story short. And I think what Disney was trying to get across here was, or the director or whoever it was that made these decisions, I think what we were trying to get across was We may be in our cliques, we may be in our diversities, we may be in that, but in the end, I think we kind of split those up and break out of our roles, and I actually enjoyed that part of it.
0: Yeah, I think that is true. I was going to say, because by the end, we have multiple interracial couples, which I thought was pretty baller. Yeah. Okay. May has not told her boyfriend that she's going to New York, and he's got this life plan for them. They're going to grow up together, get married, blah, blah, blah. They're going to go to school together. So he does this elaborate promposal complete with giant light up letters that spell out prom. Where did he get those from?
1: Number one, I know for a fact that big letters like that cost uh, thousands of dollars.
0: And also, when did promposals become a thing? Uh, did you do a promposal?
1: No. Um, they're a thing in Hollywood
0: maybe happen in real life, though. Because, really? Yeah, I was listening to an episode of Still Buffering about prom, and Riley Smurl was saying that a couple prom promposals happened at her school.
1: I mean, I've heard of, like, extreme ones, but this school became a chaos zone of prom promposals. At one point, one kid hangs a sign over an overpass, and had he been holding the sign it gets taken by a truck he may have gotten killed and pulled off that bridge that's like, true <laughs> the, like there was a lot of extremeness to these promposals so do they happen probably yeah do they happen as extreme as this probably very few of them you know but
0: i definitely feel like it's something of the newer generations like yeah. that was not so much a thing with our generations So how did you ask your prom date out? Did you have a prom date?
1: I didn't have a junior prom date. I did go to senior prom, and I think I just asked her.
0: Mm. I was set up by one of my teachers.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I was in a distance learning Russian class. We had our main teacher who was doing the distance learning and was on the TV, and then we had a teacher's assistant who was another adult teacher, but... I mean, there were like four or five of us in the class. It was a really small class. We were all chit-chatting a lot when we weren't the ones on the distance learning. Right. Because it was four different classes that were all learning at once. And she was just like, hey, Katie, do you have a date for prom? And I was like, no. She was like, hey, Hans, do you have a date for prom? And he was like, no. She's like, why don't you guys go together? We were like, okay. (laughs) And then we went with a group of our friends and it was a really good time.
1: Yeah. My quick prom story here. So, asked girl, we basically kind of went as friends. Uh, we were both band members. I was actually kind of interested in her, and that never really came across. And I was like, well, maybe, you know, because we were going to an after-prom party at, at a friend's house and whatnot. So, you know, we did the whole thing, and we had the car, and she, the dress actually kind of matched the car. And it was kind of cool and everything was... It was a good time, generally. And that day was the first time I ever had major allergies. And when we came out to go grab the car and whatnot, the entire car was covered in yellow pollen. And Katie will tell you, my allergies are homicidal. I will sneeze for hours on end and, and it just doesn't stop. And it's violent and it's nasty and my eyes puffed up. So, like... Prom was fine, everything up until that point, but something in my body just turned on. And that night, after prom party, when I was like, oh, you know, maybe me and her are gonna, you know, kind of move on together and, you know, maybe become a thing, you know, in my head. And then I was literally just in a corner, shriveled up with red eyes and basically couldn't move or anything. And that was my after prom party. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wonderful
0: I'm sorry yeah I went with a group of friends with my date we as like a group of eight and we went out for dinner we went to prom and then we went to village Inn afterward and ate a lot of pie <laughs> that was our crazy raucous night <laughs> okay anyway back to the movie Brandon comes up to Nova it looks like he's gonna ask her out but he's just asking if she wants to carpool together yep And she's sad.
1: And this is as they're putting all of their big... She's decorating for prom. Mm
0: -hmm. So then we cut to Judd Nelson. He's pissed at mom for coming home early from her shift. And he says he's going to pick up another shift to make up that money. So obviously they've got some financial issues going on.
1: So he's the bad boy with a heart and responsibilities and... That's right. He's deeper than he looks.
0: That's right. So then we cut back to Nova... She is showing her dad how to do a video chat for when she's in college so they can keep in touch. Her dad is Hank
1: Schrader. Yes,
0: and his name in this movie is Frank. So in all of my notes, he's Frank Hank. Frank Hank. She's showing Frank Hank how to video chat. And I have a note that he just drops a bunch of explainers. This movie is full of explainers. We have a lot to cover in a short amount of time. So I'm just gonna spew exposition. Yep. But it's okay, because it's still a fun time and I didn't really care.
1: Yeah. And at this point they really do start to set Frank Hank up as the overprotective dad. And he's like, hey, when you're at college, you know, when am I gonna get to talk to you? And she's like, anytime you want, dad. And he was like, Okay, how about every night at midnight? Which number one, as a parent, do you really want your kid to be up at midnight when they should be studying and or getting ready for class the next day? No. But he's insinuating that that's going to keep her from going out of parties and things like that.
0: Right. So then we cut to Tyler. He has set up a date with Martha Jones in a shack full of prom decorations, and he officially asks her out. That's his little prom promposal. And uh-oh, when they go to leave, he has left a candle burning, and all of the decorations go up in flames. Nova is devastated, and she wants to make everything all over again. But no one else on the prom committee is really about that. They're like, dude, we've worked so hard. We're tired. We don't want to do this all over again.
1: I have to say that I really enjoyed the fact that the only way they could actually have gotten the shots that they did for the prom stuff burning up is they had to light the fucking thing on fire. Oh, yeah. They had inside shots of the stuff burning up. They had the outside of the thing burning up. There was no CG involved. We lit that shit on fire.
0: So, all those poor prop masters made all those things just to have them burned down. Oh,
1: no. Well, depending on how they filmed it, either they filmed all the prom stuff first, or they had to make all of those props twice.
0: Oh, no. The decorations were different in the final prom scene. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, yeah. Props had to make literally two full versions of prom. Ouch.
0: And then Judd rides up on his motorcycle and sasses the principal for no real reason at all other than so that the principal can assign him to helping Nova rebuild everything as kind of his punishment for skipping class.
1: So does a principal have the authority outside of like, hey, this is your curriculum, this is what you have to do to graduate? Does a principal have the authority to be like, you have to do X, Y, and Z or you don't graduate? Is that an actual
0: thing? I really don't know, to be honest. I do not know. I just wanted to know. So, May and her boyfriend, who I just call Artie, because he looks like Artie from Glee, are telling Lloyd, who is the guy who has the stepsister, to just ask someone out. Just pull the trigger and ask somebody. And he decides to do that by putting a very serial killer-esque note on a girl's locker that says, Alice, I've been watching you. Prom. And it's literally cut out pieces of magazines spelling out the words. It is a serial killer note.
1: And she's literally like,
0: why would they do this? Who is, why did they do this? So he runs away before she can figure out that it's him.
1: I was never here.
0: Then we cut to Tyler. He has invited Lucas, one of the geeky boys, to a party. Lucas wants to bring the other geeky boy, Corey, but Tyler tells him, no, no, you should bring a girl and Corey's lame. Don't bring him. And then we cut to Judd Nelson and Nova. She has him move a pile of fabric things for reasons. She literally is like, just move that pile over there (laughs) across the room. Yeah. The reason why she tells him to do that really is because he now has to do physical labor. So he has to take off his flannel. So he's just wearing his tank top and you can see his arms. That's really the point of the scene.
1: Mm, I mean, it is and it is. I don't think it started that way because she noticed as he's moving the first thing. And she had that, oh, I'm a girl. Nope, I'm a woman. I like men. There's muscles. I like those.
0: So then we go to Nova at dinner, and she's bitching and complaining about Judd, and her mom just has this look that's like, "Uh uh-huh, okay, girl. Mom knows from the start that this is not just anger. Like, she's straight up attracted to this dude, and she's mad that she's attracted to this dude. Mom knows.
1: I mean, Dad says, Because I was one of them. So mom knows because she is one of the Like, she she is her. She's playing mom's role, apparently, in high school at this point.
0: Right. Like, she likes the bad boy. Yeah. And Frank Hank is like, don't mess around with that kid. He's bad news. I knew his dad. His dad was shady. Don't get involved with that kid. (sighs) Grow up, dad. So then Brandon shows up at her house. She's like, oh my, he's going to ask me out this time. Nope, he announces that he has gotten into Princeton and he's up for a scholarship, but the interview for the scholarship is the same day as prom. So he has to back out of being her carpool date to prom. So she's just doubly devastated.
1: He is literally the male version of her at this point. Like, he's blonde, he's the overachiever. It was really interesting. I was like, oh, that would be weird to go with, but okay.
0: So then we cut to Lloyd. He's asking someone else out now. He spells out prom in post-it notes on a girl's car, but then that girl pulls up in an identical car, and it turns out that he has written prom on the car of the same teacher that Judd was hitting on earlier. Yep. He is very embarrassed.
1: Yeah. I do notice, instead of Lloyd being like, I'm really interested in this one girl, and he keeps failing at asking her, he's literally asking anyone.
0: Oh, yeah. Homeboy is playing the ads. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For sure. So then we go to a lab. Corey, he has a crush on his lab partner, whose name's Simone. Corey, oh God, what was the other brother? Or no, Corey's the other one. Lucas. Lucas asks her to Tyler's barbecue and she says yes. Hmm. So then we cut to the scene Bob was talking about earlier. Lloyd hangs a banner for another girl from an overpass. An 18-wheeler knocks it down before she drives by. Then we get to Judd and Nova working on prom again. They are working on this fountain that's supposed to be super beautiful and he picks up a part of it and is like, yo, this is going to leak if you don't do this and this and this, which is basically just the movie showing us, oh, he's also smart.
1: Well, he's smart, but he's mechanical. Yeah. And that's the quote unquote guy smart.
0: Right. They get kind of into a bicker match because he thinks prom is dumb and it obviously means a whole lot to her. They kind of have a moment where he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't realize this means so much to you. And the scene has gotten serious and we know that it's serious because we've brought in the shaky cam. Yeah. It's like the one time in the entire movie that there's a handheld camera and yep. it's during the Steady this scene. cam for the win. <laughs> so now we're at Tyler's party. Simone is a little weird when she sees Tyler and we're like, okay, there's something going on there. Tyler introduces Lucas to his girlfriend, Martha Jones. Lucas cracks a joke. She says that he's funny and I wrote, obviously they're going to end up together. I was wrong. I really thought that they were going to play for the flip of Lucas ending up with Martha, and that is not what happens.
1: I had that feeling, too, at first.
0: Mm-hmm. They surprised me a little bit with that one.
1: Her actual name is Jordan, FYI.
0: Jordan, thank you.
1: And I figured out where I know Simone. I've seen her in trailers. She's of fame of the originals on the CW, mm-hmm. as well as the new Tell Me a Story.
0: Ah, okay. I knew she was on the originals. I didn't know about Tell Me a Story. So... While they're at the party, Tyler is alone next to Simone and he tells her he misses her. And she's like, fuck off, buddy. We done. So there's obviously history there. Yep. Randomly, Simone and Lucas are like in a tree house or something. <laughs> and there's a guitar sitting around.
1: <laughs> yeah. I went to this high school senior's barbecue and we ended up in his and or his sibling's tree house
0: at the party. Right. And there's a random guitar sitting around. But I got to say, I really appreciated this scene because the boy does not pick up the guitar. Simone picks up the guitar and says, do you know how to play? And when he says no, she hands him the guitar and then reaches like around his body to show him how to play guitar. And I was like, look at that. The girl knows how to play.
1: I really enjoyed that scene because up at this point. Is it Kyle and Lucas? Corey and Lucas. Corey and Lucas. Corey and Lucas have been talking about this rock band Hippopotamus. And they're talking about concerts. And, you know, who was the best blah, blah, blah of all time in grunge outside of Dave Grohl. They were like true rock nerds. And it comes out. He doesn't know how to play guitar. But then she flips the script. And I loved it just as much as you did. And it was intimate. It was a heartfelt scene.
0: Yeah, I liked it a lot. Lucas, God bless him, of all the characters in this movie, I identified with Lucas the most because I was so freaking awkward in high school. But he just blurts out, do you have a boyfriend? And she says there was a guy she was kind of interested in, but it became obvious that he was into somebody else. So no, she does not have a boyfriend.
1: Hmm. What did we set up in this earlier scene? Hmm.
0: So now we go to Lloyd on his quest to find a prom date. He's asking this girl, Kristen, out. They've literally only interacted with each other in that she offered him a pencil once in class. She's like, oh, no offense, but I have a boyfriend. Everybody knows I have a boyfriend. It's a thing. We're Cranton.
1: Yeah, they're mashing their names together.
0: Yeah, and she like opens her locker door and it says Cranton in her locker. And there's just pictures and pictures and pictures of her and her boyfriend, Anton, yeah. And then he shows up and they start making out. So Lloyd just like. He also had
1: serial away. killer eyes.
0: Yes, he did. He had dead eyes. <laughs> that dude was creepy. All throughout this, Corey, nerd boy number two, is starting to kind of get left out and abandoned for Simone. And he's being sad. That's kind of a running thing throughout the movie. Have that in your mind. Uh, So now we go back to Nova. She walks in and Judd has fixed the fountain and it's all pretty and shit. And he confesses to her that the reason why he cuts class every day and is late for prom setup every day is because he has to pick his little brother up from school because his mom is at work and his mom can't leave work. So we find out like more of, oh, okay, this kid's got dementia. His personal growth and education is being sacrificed because he's having to take care of his family.
1: He's deep.
0: He's deep. I mean, he's got shoulder length brown hair, so we should already know that he's deep, but he's really deep.
1: That's why I'm growing out my hair to make sure that you know that I'm deep.
0: Okay. There's never doubt, but thank you. (laughs) So we go back to Tyler. He asks Simone to talk with him. While they're talking, Martha Jones sees them and she's like, fuck this shit. I am out. Yeah. And while Simone is talking with Tyler, she is actually blowing off a study date with Lucas. So now Lucas has been left in the cold too. So we go back to Nova and Jud setting up for prom, and she is sad because she has heard that a nearby school also had a theme of Starry Starry Night, and she's devastated because she thought this idea was so original. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> it's a cool theme. I liked it, but it's not the most original theme ever.
1: I mean, let's be honest. Every high school prom committee head thinks that they are the most original thing ever it's either a starry night or a night to remember or and it's always the same
0: ours was here's to the night because of the eve six song but like that's not even a theme (laughs) yeah no (laughs) anyway judd wants to cheer her up so he convinces her to ride on his bike and creep on their prom decorations so they go over to this other school and he's talking smack on all of their stuff to make her feel better and they have an almost kiss moment And she calls him out on it and is like, what are you doing? You almost kissed me. Are you going to kiss me? And he said, Nova, if I want to kiss you, you're going to know it. And I was like, oh, my, bring out the fan. That was a little hot. Like, (laughs) (laughs) damn, dude.
1: I mean, it's a line. I, 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 I was taking notes at that moment.
0: Yeah. But then they get caught by a security guard and flee a la Breakfast Club. And when I say a la Breakfast Club, I mean it was shot for shot, the running through the hall scene in the Breakfast Club.
1: It might have been the same music.
0: Oh, I don't remember. It's been too long since I've seen it.
1: If not, it was of the same genre.
0: They were definitely going for the same feel.
1: Yeah, I think they were doing everything that they could as long as they didn't get sued to make it Breakfast Club. Right. So much that I was like, oh, this is the breakfast crew. And Katie looked at me and was like, what's the breakfast crew? I'm like, (laughs) the Disney-sanctioned, non-suable version of the breakfast club.
0: (laughs) So while they're fleeing, they actually get stopped by the cops. Whoop, whoop. Hank Frank comes to pick up Nova. He's like, what are you doing with this kid? And Judd takes the fall. He's like, it's all my fault, et cetera, et cetera. And Hank Frank is pissed that she's interacting with this kid. So Martha breaks up with Tyler, Simone apologizes for leaving Lucas hanging, and Lucas, God bless him, he tells her he completely forgot about the study date and that he was with Tyler, so it was fine. But because she was with Tyler, he knows that he's lying to try to make her feel better. So Nova actually ends up skipping her fourth period to apologize to Judd for her dad's judgment of him and for her judgment of him.
1: Yep. So she's there when he's picking up his sibling.
0: Right. And the fact that she is skipping fourth period is a big deal for her. Then we cut to May and Artie. We check in with them. She is losing her shit over Artie getting a limo for prom and losing her shit over her dress. And Artie is not dumb and he's known her for years. So he just cancels prom because he can tell that she does not want to go. It is clear that she does not want to go to prom. Something is wrong. We go back to Judd and Nova. They are eating at Judd's mom's diner. Three douches make a huge mess for his mom to clean up. She's one of the servers there. And Judd is about to start a fight, but Nova stops him. And she then drags him dress shopping? Because <laughs> that's the thing you do.
1: And she picks out the horrid dress!
0: Yeah, she tries on a lot of terrible dresses, and she picks a dress that's, like, mediocre at best. It's the exact same color as her skin tone. It's not, it's not great. No,
1: it was not. I mean, especially like this is a Disney movie. They got money.
0: Yeah. But of course, because he's there watching her be all pretty, they have to have the moment where he tells her that the guy who ditched her for prom made a big mistake. And it's sweet. We go back to Simone and she has gotten tickets for Hippopotamus, the nerd's favorite band. Again, Corey thinks that this was a gift for both of them. But no, she bought them for a date for her and Lucas. So Corey is super bummed.
1: I mean, he's super bummed, but he definitely...
0: That's a pretty big assumption to make. <laughs> yeah, that,
1: that's a little too far.
0: Yeah. We go to Lloyd and his quest for a date, and he asks out a girl in the library, and she seems super into him, but she's already agreed to go with a friend. But definitely, like...
1: Like they had a vibe.
0: Yeah, they had a vibe. There could have been potential, but she was like, I'm really sorry, it's just a friend, but I do already have a date.
1: Yeah. Is everyone keeping up with this Game of Thrones level who the characters
0: are? <laughs> I'm sure they're not. That's why I'm trying to breeze through it as quickly as I can. <laughs> so Simone has a note on her porch that says, Prom question mark, bring me your answer. And there's a tiny rock that says yes. And then a big honkin' piece of riprap rock that says no. Big boulder. Yeah. It turns out Tyler left the note. And somehow this charms her... And she says yes. And Lucas is off the table. Poor Lucas. This girl, she does not know what she wants. It's not even
1: that he's off the table. The concert is the same night as prom. Right. And so now she has to make the decision and she chooses. Douchebag jock.
0: Yeah. Nova is hanging out with her friends and talking about how she has a crush on Judd. She's fully in it now and she admits it. But Frank Hank overhears her talking about it. And then he goes and talks to Judd and basically tells him, you're going to hold my daughter back. And if you care about her, you won't hold her back. What a fucking dick.
1: Yeah. And I looked at you and I said, I'm going to have something to say about this. This is literally the worst part of the movie. As I said, when we first started recording, this movie has a lot of actions and reactions that i thought that were very natural that could happen in this real world. And this one is straight up scripted, I am an overprotective dad. I'm gonna, you know, oh, you're not good enough for my daughter. I was one of you. You're not worth it and blah, blah, blah. And you're gonna hold her back. There is nothing in a script that pisses me off as a guy more than the standard mythological, well, not mythological, but like stereotypical, I would have a shotgun waiting for my daughter's date kind of, You should be happy for your daughter. You should want good things for your daughter. If she's happy, freaking get over it. Yeah. Sorry. It is one of the biggest tropes that I, as a guy, hate. Moving
0: on. I also hate that trope. Next, we go to Simone telling Lucas that she's going to go to the prom with someone else. And Lucas is a total gentleman about it because he's a total gentleman. And we go to Judd coming into prom setup, and he's being a completely standoffish douche. Nova admits that she likes him, but he denies having feelings for her because now he's doing what he thinks is best for her. Yep. Lloyd gets rejected again. Lucas overhears the rejection and they start commiserating with each other. Lloyd tells him to just go for it with Simone and tell her how he feels. Just don't keep waiting for the right moment to happen. Because that was Lloyd's thing is that he just kind of kept waiting for the right girl to come along and then it never happened. So now yep. he's trying to make it happen for himself. Yep. May, she shows up at Artie's house and tells him that she's going to school in New York. He is super supportive and basically like, we'll work it out. It's Okay. Judd drives to the diner and just picks a fight with those douches because he has a lot of feelings and he doesn't know what to do with them. His mom comes out and breaks up the fight.
1: He gave as good as he got.
0: Yeah, he did some work.
1: It was three on one and that kid that he straight up decked, he probably looked worse than Jesse Judd.
0: Now we get into a bunch of quick clips of everybody getting ready for prom. We see Nova crying over her prom dress, but everybody else is glamming up. And we find out that Lloyd has decided to bring his stepsister with him as his date. And she is just over the moon and so excited. And it's actually really cute. Yep. Nova is getting all of her pre-prom pictures all by herself. She says, why are we even doing this? I don't want to do this right now. Right. And she's so depressed that Frank Hank admits that he talked to Judd. And she was like, great, you thought Judd was going to ruin my life and make me sad. But you the one who did that.
1: Yep. Good job, dad. Yep, I want more dads to watch this movie. Because at this point, they take that trope and they flip it on its head. That I love that part of it. Ooh, that's the drink. Um, <laughs> my only issue with this is, mom stands in the background and kind of shrugs her shoulders like... Ugh, must be Tuesday. Dad's being a dick again. And I'm like, you should be royally pissed off at this guy right now.
0: I'll give her a pass because he was obviously really upset. Once he realized what he had done to Nova and how upset she was, he deflated in a big way. He did. I think he was already beating himself up enough and she knew it. Mm,
1: Okay. I didn't see that, but at the same time, uh, again, my issue... Most of these things in this world are realistic. That's what I loved about this movie. And then the fact that mom just kind of stood back, and I guess that's looking at it a different way. Realism-wise, I would see mom royally pissed at dad if this were the kind of, like, you screwed up prom. She's crying on prom night. I can see it your way. And realism were, I, I, I think mom would be a little more pissed off. But,
0: you know, it's what it is. We go to Lucas. He is climbing a tree outside of Simone's window to tell her that he is in love with her.
1: My favorite part is he goes to do the, uh, the classic, I'm going to throw a pebble at the window and, you know, get your attention. <laughs> the window's fucking open and he throws a rock almost hits her in the head.
0: Yeah, he sure does. <laughs> but Simone tells him, I have a date. My date's almost here. And then Tyler pulls up. And Lucas does not know until now that Tyler is the one that Simone has kind of on and off been dating. And he's really sad and he's kind of pissed.
1: Well, and he has every right to. Because at this point, he hasn't known that Tyler has been using Lucas every time he invites Lucas to something. is because he wants Simone to be there. And he noticed them hanging out.
0: Right. It's all a lot of manipulation.
1: Yeah, Lucas has been getting manipulated by Tyler this entire movie.
0: Simone is like, I'm sorry you're sad, man, but I gotta go. It's time for prom. And she I leaves. made
1: the commitment. It's what I have to do.
0: Right. So we go to Nova at prom. She's there, but she's not feeling it. Martha. God bless Martha. She struts in on her own like she fucking owns the place. Yeah. And it's the best. Yeah. We go to Judd, who is angrily bagging up all of his dad's stuff. We've kind of learned by now that his dad pretty much ditched them. The basement has had all of his stuff in there.
1: And they have been playing that up the whole movie.
0: Yeah, and Judd's like, fuck this guy, and just starts packing up all of his stuff. And his mom comes in and starts giving him a pep talk. You know, you're better, what everybody says about you, blah blah blah.
1: Dad left, and and you're not dad. You're better than him, because... You've hung in there.
0: Right. And then she pulls out his dad's tuxedo and hangs it up and says what I think was actually a really awesome poignant line. It's
1: it's not even a poignant line. It's the line of the movie.
0: Yeah. And she says, even if it fits, you're the bigger man. And I was like, damn.
1: That hit me. I was damn, like, prom. damn.
0: Damn. <laughs> We go to Lucas, and he shows up at Corey's place with the concert tickets and an apology. They are besties again, and they run off to the Hippopotamus concert, and they're stoked. While at prom, Simone overhears the other girls saying that Martha broke up with Tyler, and Simone was told that Tyler broke up with Martha to be with her. Simone confronts him for lying, and she's like, What the F, dude? All you had to do was be honest, and you just lied to me. So... I'm now done with you two. So then they announce the prom King and Queen, and it's Tyler and Martha Jones. Jordan. Jordan straight up refuses to dance with him for the King and Queen dance.
1: Yas Queen.
0: Yeah. But like also in a really super classy way. She's yeah. just like, I'm not gonna dance with him and walks off stage. Walks off. Tyler goes to Simone to ask her to dance, and she's like, Yeah, no, I gotta go. And Simone leaves him, and it's pretty great.
1: And he's just like standing there, and then the DJ was like, "Eh, okay, guess the same happened." And moves yeah, it on. Yeah, just starts
0: playing music. <laughs> <laughs> and then Stoner Kid rolls in with Athena, who is of course real and gorgeous, and
1: straight up model.
0: They have a great entrance, the two of them, and that's really fun. And his friend is like, "Holy shit, it was true. She was real." Lloyd is sitting at a table. Next to this girl who's kind of a punk girl. We haven't really seen her since the beginning of the movie. She was like really extraneous character.
1: Yeah, she was a very small character at the very beginning. And I was like, mm, she's interesting.
0: She's like, oh, you brought your sister to the prom?
1: Pause.
0: And she's like, I think that's great. And she starts flirting with him. And they've obviously got a connection. So yeah. he's he's found his girl. While the prom is going on, the fountain stops working. Womp womp. But Nova, she doesn't care anymore. She's so heartbroken. She just goes to walk off.
1: Funk this shit, I'm out.
0: And all of a sudden, we hear water running behind her. And this is supposed to be a big romantic reveal, but it just sounded so much like someone peeing. It did. (laughs) That it wrecked the moment for me real hard. (laughs) Like, really hard. But she turns around and it's... Of course, Judd, and he has repaired the fountain and he's there in his tux.
1: Oh no, he is not just in a tux, he is rocking that tux. Yeah,
0: he looks real good.
1: <laughs> I, I'm a guy and I was like, damn dude.
0: I can say this comfortably because I'm 99.999% sure he was over 18 filming this movie. Like, he an attractive dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's also a CW star now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he puts a candy necklace around her neck because when she was buying the dress, the associate came over and was like, do you want any accessories to go with it?
1: A garnet necklace would look great with this.
0: Yeah. And she said, the only necklace I can afford with the cost of this dress is a candy necklace. So he brought her a candy necklace.
1: I adored the fact that he remembered it. And I have to say, it actually made the dress better.
0: It did. It was very cute. He's like giving her the look. And she says, you're about to kiss me. And he does. And it's a pretty great moment. I was in it.
1: I liked it. I mean, it sold that line and it boom, done.
0: And then we go to Simone. She has left prom. She meets the guys outside of the concert and she and Lucas share a dance while Corey and his mom, who is their driver, (laughs) because they're not old enough to drive yet.
1: Not driver. He's got his permit, but can't drive without a mom.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Corey's driving, but his mom is there in the car, and they just have music playing over the radio so that Lucas and Simone can dance in the parking lot. Yeah, and it's really awkward. And honestly, I was kind of hoping for more for Lucas because Simone obviously is very conflicted about what she wants. But hopefully, she figured it out, and they're happy.
1: Yeah, I think she figured it out. I think she, you know it's it's one of those things that maybe that would be something that they could pick up in the sequel except i'm betting they can't afford her for the sequel.
0: Yeah, this movie didn't make a lot of money. It came out in the green like it cost i think about 8 million to make and it made 10, but in the grand scheme of box office that's still considered yeah, a failure. That's a failure. But yeah, that's basically the movie. That's prom. Everybody got their happy endings. Martha's happy on her own and finding herself and yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, in actuality, I felt like that's kind of how Prom Night is. It's this big build-up, and then it's over.
0: Yeah. While I was watching this, all I kind of kept thinking was, who is this movie for? Because by the time I was, you know, 16, 17, at prom age, you're watching rated-R movies, you know? like You're not really watching kid movies anymore, or PG movies so much anymore. And this was like squeaky clean, but also of all the movies about prom and about teenage life, this was the closest to what mine actually was. This is
1: realistic. Um,
0: I had very squeaky clean friends. Like this is what my life was.
1: (laughs) To me, it's what what I would think that they're trying to project prom to the tweens. Yeah. It was a little more deep than I would personally assume the tweens would watch, but- I think Disney's just pushing their quality at this point and showing that, you know, real life can affect people. And maybe the tweens would watch it and go, okay, so it's a big deal. But yet at the same time, it's not, but you know, good things can come out of it. And that's, that's what I took out of
0: it. I'd say high school musical is maybe directed toward 12, 13. Yeah. And this was directed more toward 14, 15. Yeah. Like right on the cusp of high school. Yep. Yep. But yeah, I enjoyed this movie. Like, I was kind of ready to hate it. And by the end, I liked it.
1: <laughs> I was not ready. I was yeah. ready for sarcasm bomb drops. And I, I I liked it.
0: The filming of it was yeah. impressive. The cinematography was beautiful. The lighting was beautiful.
1: I told you, they set shit on fire. Like...
0: Yeah, they put a surprising amount of effort into this movie. And it was pretty refreshing. <laughs> yeah all right i guess it means it's time for our ratings so on a scale of one to five corsages cheers to my friend megan for pitching that one it's a nice one how many corsages would you give prom bob
1: uh this sits at a solid four out of five corsages for me
0: Ooh, wow a four i think that's the highest rating you've ever given
1: uh i think it ties sister act
0: oh you i think you did give sister act a four i think you're right
1: That's the quality of this. And I mean, I had my moments where I was like, ugh, this is, you know, Hank Frank really set me off and whatnot. But honestly, it's something that if it was on TV and I was, you know, not busy, I'd probably sit down and watch it. And that's saying something to catch my attention.
0: I think I'm also going to go for. Who knew?
1: Not me. We have been putting off watching prom, or I have, because I was just like, I don't want to do it. I don't. Am I gonna, you know, in 10 years go, oh my god, I wanna watch prom? No, but it's a solid movie for what it is.
0: Yeah, I never once, while we were watching it, were like, ugh, is this almost over yet? Which most of the Disney Channel original movies, I thought at least once while it was happening. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was a solid movie. Bob, would you be interested in rolling for next week? Yes. Spin those die.
1: 168 oh no you say oh no but you've said oh no for a lot of things
0: well we're back to a disney channel original movie (laughs) we are going to watch double teamed which i'm pretty sure is about twins who play basketball (sighs) we are getting hit hard with the original
1: movies (laughs) it is what it is and we were surprised by prom maybe let's let's keep the faith maybe we'll have a good time
0: hopefully so We hope you will join us in two weeks for our next film review adventure of Double Teamed. In the meantime, like us on Facebook at Disney Plus Roulette Podcast.
1: Follow us on Twitter at Disney Roulette and on Instagram at Disney Roulette Pod.
0: Or you can email us at Disney Roulette Podcast at gmail.com.
1: If you'd like to support the show, you can do so at BrowseHouseMedia.com slash store. Or just leave us a positive review on your podcast platform of choice.
0: Thanks always to Bob for co-hosting with me, and thank you listeners for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: And remember, the prom is like the Olympics of high school. You wait four years, three people have a good time, and everybody else gets to live on with shattered dreams.